Well, hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm your host for the podcast. And um, this is episode 18. And if this is the first episode that you're tuning into, I would probably encourage you to go back and listen to the introductory episode that you can find on um, Google Play and the iTunes uh, podcast store, whatever you call that, and uh, Stitcher and all that. Might be best to listen to the introductory first, just so you can figure out exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Although it has morphed over time, and what I'm doing right now is I'm driving on my way to work. Um, it's actually the middle of the week, which is a little different, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But generally, the, my hope has been to record um, half of the podcast on my way to work at the beginning of the week, half on the way back from work, um, in order to, first of all, tell you about the life application that I'm finding in Scripture and what it's calling me and causing me to do and what I plan to do during the week. Then at the end of the week, to let you know how it goes that, that I'm going to do this. This is a different devotional journey than anything I've ever been on. And it's one that's absolutely changing um, who I am. It's changing uh, the way I think about God, the way I think about faith in, in a lot of ways. And so I'm excited about that. This is a little bit of a weird week, which I uh, alluded to earlier. I told you last week that um, Monday of this week was going to be my um, my Sabbath day, the day that I was going to take off and, you know, spend some time alone and spend some time with God. And, um, you know, sometimes you have great plans and great reasons for great plans and then all of a sudden it like snows five inches and the kids are out of school, um, which is what happened on Monday. And so I didn't necessarily get to do the exact thing that I wanted to do because, well, and not, I shouldn't say that I wanted to do that. I planned to do because the kids were home and that meant that at least about once an hour, I had to go outside with Braden and throw snowballs at him and the dogs, um, which was super fun. But um, again, it, it ended up not being exactly the Sabbath day that I planned for it to be, although I, I think that it turned out to be what it should have been. Um, and I guess maybe I'll explain a little bit of that later, but um, I didn't get to spend as much of the time planning and thinking through things as I you know, originally wanted to. Um, but it was a day where I, I think it was important for me to be home with the kids, and, and I was excited to do that anyway. So, um, And today's Wednesday. I did not record on my way to work yesterday because the roads were scary and icy. I mean, real scary and real icy. <laughs> um, so uh, let, let me tell you where, and you know, if you hear me kind of stop talking today and get all intense, um, it's because the roads you know, may well be icy today. I don't know. They don't look so bad today, but... Yesterday, man, I slid right through an intersection right before I got to work. I was so lucky that a car wasn't coming, but I could not stop the car. Um, even with brand spanking new tires on it, I slid right through. So a- anyway, I'm really glad that you guys are with me, and um, I'm excited to share with you some things that are going on, but it's, it's, an, it's a weird morning for another reason, too. And part of that reason, uh, just kind of a weird thing, um, last night, uh, an old friend posted some pictures um, from a time, you know, about 20 years ago when I was in, uh, when I was in college, uh, posted some pictures online, really, really brought me back to nostalgia and, you know, kind of looking at these pictures of some old friends and, you know, just having some memories really kind of got to me. And 
one, one of the things that um, I, I kind of ask myself a lot of times when I see pictures of myself, um, you know, from a long time ago, is I always end up asking myself, you know, do you think that that person 20 years ago would like this person now? You know, do, do you think I'd be proud of the person that I turned into? And that got me into a lot of you know, obviously thinking and reflecting and wondering, you know, and look at these pictures of other people just wondering, Hey, I wonder if, I wonder if they would be proud of me now. You know, I wonder if those people, you know, back then would look at what we're doing now, this podcast or the church that I pastor or any of that and would wonder, you know, and would, would think, you know, I'm proud of that, or I'm excited about that, or that's the kind of church I would go to, or that's the kind of person I would spend time with. And, and, uh, you know, you just start thinking about that and you think about how many, uh, how far you've come over the years. And I don't know, that just really got to me this morning. That's really all I could reflect on, um, this morning as I was kind of going through devotions and my devotions, um, starting the other day, um, back in, in Luke chapter 11, um, is, is kind of where this is coming out of. And it comes out of the first part of Luke chapter 11, where Jesus is teaching his disciples something about prayer. And we teaching them something about prayer. That's that's where you know our version today of, of the Lord's Prayer, where that comes from. Um, and it's interesting that it's a little bit different in the Book of Luke than it is in in the Book of Matthew. Um, and you know, it really got me to thinking about prayer because you know I'm I'm definitely a person who prays. I mean, you guys obviously you know if you go to Hillside, you know that I you know pray on Sunday mornings at least. And you know I, I pray during the week. But I've never been a structured prayer, and I shouldn't say never. I was I was a structured prayer when I was uh, a kid. Um, when I when I was a young kid, every night before bed, I would pray um, the same prayer, and it was a list of all the people that I wanted God to protect and be with, um, because I thought if I forgot a night, that maybe God wouldn't be with them. And obviously, I'm a different person and a different type of Christian now than I was then, but. That's something that that I did. I mean, every night through, got at least through high school, if not college or some of college, um, that that was on my mind every night before I fell asleep. I would pray that prayer, and um, just uh, just interesting to think back on that. That that was probably the most structured I ever was with prayer. Um, and I wouldn't say that I'm completely unstructured now, but but I would say that I don't. Um, I'm not a person who seeks out time for prayer. Um, and th- this is a little bit of a confessional here. Uh, I don't seek out, I, I've, I haven't been seeking out time for prayer. Um, I'm not the kind of person that, uh, I, I don't know how to put this. I, I don't gush about prayer in the way that I think that, um, that prayer constantly has God do, you know, all the desires of my heart. Like, yeah, and you guys probably get that from, uh, the podcast that I've been doing now that I think a lot of a lot of Christianity and the way that people practice it even today is pretty selfish. I, I really think that a lot of people you know pray in order to get what they want or what they think they need and um, they they believe that God is is going to deliver that you know when they hear verses like you'll find in Luke chapter 11 and 12 verses about like not worrying, um, they, they kind of go, hey, God's going to, you know, if I seek God, he's going to give me all the desires of my heart, which the desires of our heart is not necessarily what God seeks to give us, right? God seeks to give us what 
he wants us to have and what will make us and cause us to live and give us the opportunity to live at least the life that God created us to live. And um, so uh, there's, there's always been times where I've looked at prayer that way. Like, you know, some people pray very selfish prayers. And, um, you know, so I've, I've looked at it that way and I, I haven't, you know, I've stopped praying as though it's a lucky charm. I've, I've stopped, you know, trying to pray as though it's a selfish prayer that, that I want to have what I want to have. Um, those sorts of things. And so now I'm kind of in, in a period of my life where I'm looking at, you know, what, what does prayer do for me? And that's where it helped to really look at, um, at the prayer in Luke and the prayer in Matthew that Jesus gives. Because, you know, he starts off by saying, here's how I want you to pray, right? And he says, um, you know, start with, you know, you know, hallowed be your name, that, that sort of thing. But, but then also, um, praying for our daily bread, you know, praying to get the things that, that, um, you know, will cause you to live. And in thinking about that, one of the, one of the first things that comes to mind is that we live in a culture where we take our daily bread for granted, right? I mean, we believe, I mean, I, at least I'm not concerned about daily bread. I mean, sometimes I'm concerned about paying the bills, but I'm, I'm not concerned with daily bread. I know that I'm going to get fed today. I know that, you know, I, I've got, you know, food, water, and shelter and those basic needs covered. Um, and, and then the, the second part of the prayer, right, in Luke, he goes straight into um, us asking God for forgiveness and us forgiving others, which is definitely something that we don't take for granted. It's something that we, I, I think, just generally... I mean, gosh, I, I guess we kind of mostly try to ignore it. Like, we look at the people who we're against or the people who we feel have wronged us, and we say, you know, I'm justified for the way I feel about them. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be better to them once they are better to me. You know, once, once they've, um, you know, sought their penance with me and once they've changed, then I'll change my attitude towards them, but not really before it. That's kind of how it's been. But the second part of the prayer is, is like asking for those things. And then, of course, in Matthew, um, it goes right from there to talking about, you know, uh, God's kingdom coming on, on this earth and, and me being a part of that. And, you know, that's definitely another thing that we not only don't take for granted, but that we really don't think about. You know, am I bringing, are my actions and my way of living, am I bringing God's kingdom here by living in God's kingdom around non-kingdom people? And so that really challenges me. And that really challenges me along with what comes after it in Luke, because what comes after it right there is in Luke chapter 11, Jesus talks about the man who's very persistent, right? He, he goes to his neighbor's house and like beats down the door wanting something. And finally the neighbor get, gives in and, and gives it to him. And I've always like looked at that really weird, like just kind of going, man, that's, that's a weird thought, you know, that, that if I annoy God enough, he's going to give me what I want. You know, if I, if I just pray, you know, Ferrari, 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 God's eventually going to go, all right. You know, I'm sick of you asking for it. Here it is, right? You hear those letter writing campaigns to a celebrity or, you know, something like that where people write a letter every day for years and then finally the celebrity relents and goes on a date with them or, you know, sends them so you know, that that sort of thing. Well, it, that's what that scripture makes me think about God. And I'm like, man, that doesn't sound like God, you know, just getting worn down by our persistence. 
And I, I don't think that that's Jesus' point in it. I think Jesus' point is more um, to let us know that our prayers do impact God. And that's one of the things that I kind of get away from a little bit. I, I always think, you know, I I don't know enough about God's heart and God's plan to be able to tell God, I want you to change things, you know. Um, but all I can all I can say is that, you know, I've, I've thought in the past that that was kind of an ignorant, or not ignorant, an arrogant way of thinking and an arrogant way of talking, of saying, God, I want you to do my will, I want you to do my will, and persistently asking for something like that. But I, I'm wondering if Jesus is saying this because he's saying, you know what, if, if you're faithful and you lift something up in prayer and your focus is not on, you know, your selfishness, but your focus really is on others, you can change God. And, and we find plenty of places in Scripture where God was going to do one thing, and, and Scripture makes it clear God had one thing planned, but somebody who was faithful prayed another way and talked to God another way, and and God, because of their heart and because of their faithfulness, shifted what, what He was going to do. And... Uh, I, I just, I guess I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, maybe that's something I need to consider more in my own life is being persistent and um, more structured in my prayer so that I'm praying for others that I'm witnessing to, others that I'm spending time with. And I've had a lot of time with a couple of the people that I've been witnessing to over the last couple of weeks. And, and I really feel like maybe more than ever, I need to lift them up more in prayer. And, uh, and, you know, just say to God, God, I want you to give me an opportunity. I, w- I want these people, I, w- I want to lead these specific people towards you. Um, because those people are in my life for a reason. And it's got to be so that, you know, God can get more of a hold on them. And I really want to be faithful. And and I think that's really what prayer changes more than anything for me is my level of faithfulness. Um, you know, it, it can change God. But but more than that, I, I do think when I focus on, you know, what... Um, on my relationship with God, what God is doing in my life, it, it really changes me and focuses me more on that. So, um, and anyway, that's where I'm coming from. So this week is going to be a little bit more of a week of prayer, um, a week where I'm specifically praying um, prayers for people that I've been witnessing to, people that I've been trying to spend time with, um, people that I've really been trying to lead closer to Jesus, um, people who are not there. I mean, decidedly not there right now. So I, I'm going to be praying for that. And so I, I just I just wonder, you know, kind of what you guys are praying for and, and what you're thinking as far as prayer goes, because I, I definitely don't want to be somebody who takes prayer for granted, who just thinks God's going to do what God's going to do um, and that I have no role in. I really need to be thinking more about my role in God's plan and, and how I can be praying to God and communicating with God about that. But um, all right. So the last segment on my way to work is always addressing a question that's been sent to me. It got sent um very cool, interesting question. This is a question that kind of takes us a bit off topic, I guess, um, is, is the way to put it. And it's, it's a question about, um, a a friend asks, um, when, you know, when we die, are we going to see our loved ones in heaven or in, you know, in, in the afterlife? Will we see our loved ones there? And, um, you know, the person obviously, you know, said that this is a great hope of mine is to see, you know, my, my loved ones, um, in, in eternity. And, 
you know, I, I guess my first answer to the question when I first read it was, I don't know. I, I you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's not something in scripture that definitively tells me that, you know, heaven is a big class reunion. However, um, one of the things that I want to be clear about with heaven, and I think I talked about this the other week that, um, when we look at what heaven is in scripture, the, the best description of it is that it's eternity in the presence of God. And it really doesn't talk a whole lot about what exactly that looks like. And I, I know that there's some scripture where, you know, you read kingdom of heaven and we try to apply that to heaven, especially in the book of Matthew, you read that many times Jesus says kingdom of heaven because he's around, um, good Jewish people and good Jewish people. You didn't say kingdom of God. You didn't say the word God around some of those people. And, uh, and so you would say, you know, the kingdom of, of the heavens, And that didn't necessarily mean the place that we go to after we die. It means even the place that we're bringing here among us on earth by how we live and and by what we do. Um, So that's definitely something that needs to be on on our mind, is that this is living in the presence of God. However, um, I do remember Jesus talking to a thief on the cross and telling that thief, you will be with me, you know, that, that this is where we'll be with my father, you know, dining together, you know, and, and, uh, I hear scriptures like that. And then I also think about, you know, who God is and the character that God has and the mercy that God has. And I really think that, um, he, he didn't set, he, he didn't have this time on earth for us as, you know, just a practice, um, that, that he didn't, cause us to value relationships so strongly in this world and tell us that we can love him by loving others here in order to say, I'm going to take all that away from you in heaven. Um, and so I, I really believe that we will. I, I really, I mean, my, my gut is to say we will, but my, um, but scripture kind of leads me to, to say, you know, the whole thought of heaven is ambiguous enough in scripture that I, I think there's enough of us that just has to go, you know what, because of who God is and what he's done for me, I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to trust that, that heaven is what it's supposed to be. And it's, it's the right place for me. And it's the right pr- place for my relationship with him and my relationship with others. And, um, and to see kind of what comes of it from there. So a- anyway, that's just kind of my thought there, but starting to get close to work here and I'm getting uh, close to the place where I slid through an intersection yesterday. So I'm going to pay close attention to that as, as I get there. But anyway, I'm so thankful for you guys listening. I'll kind of let you know how this prayer thing goes at the end of the week. I, I want you to know, you know, what it looks like to have a week of praying. Um, I'm kind of excited this morning because I've got a playlist that's been inspired by those pictures that a few people posted um, of some of my favorite music and favorite songs from that era 20 years ago. So I'm going to listen to some of that, you know, as I'm getting started at work this morning. So I'm kind of excited about that. It includes bands such as um, Jars of Clay, uh, Sixpence, None the Richer. Do you remember those guys? Um, The pre-Kiss Me times. Uh, back in, uh, oh man, I can't even remember, but one of their songs is called Healer. That's the one I put on my on my playlist. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have? We've got some um, DC Talk, Jesus Freak on there. So 
so I'm kind of excited about listening to some of these old memories from about 20 years ago, not believing that that really is 20 years ago and that right now I've got a daughter that's about as old as the pictures of some of these students that, that we're sending, um, you know, just, just the other day. So anyway, love you guys. I'm glad you're listening and I'll be back with you soon, uh, in your time, but you know, at the end of the week, my time, take care. Love you guys. I'm back. It is the end of the week, and it was a long day today. Days are getting longer. I mean, you know, usually I record these Saturday on the way home, which is what I'm doing. And, um, you know, Saturdays when the day was short, you know, there was only like, I don't know, eight hours of daylight, you know, so I'm only working at some of those points, you know, nine or ten hours. But now it's getting to the point where, you know, you've got ten 11 hours of daylight during the day and now I'm working you know I I think today was something like 13 and a half or something like that but anyway geez it was a long day busy day um, but really cool and let me let me just kind of recap again at least in my own mind because as I try to warn you a lot of times I don't think this through before it comes out of my mouth in these podcasts like I just kind of uh, mostly say what I'm going to say and um, something occurred to me today that I didn't even get that big of a chance to process, but I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most amazing and interesting things. Um, in fact, this is one of the most notable things that I've figured out during this entire podcast experience. And I'll, ex- I'll explain that to you in, in just a moment. But, you know, my, I, I told you that on my way to, um, on my way to work at the beginning of the week, which was more in the middle of the week because of all the snow stuff, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, I, I told you that my, uh, life application was really about lifting people up in prayer and starting to pray more and to find a more, I, I don't know, vibrant prayer life where even though I know God knows what's on my heart, I want to be persistent in how I pray and I want that, I, I guess my feeling was, and I don't know if I summed this up well to you, I really want that not only to change God and what's happening, you know, what God is doing in the lives of people around me, I, I want it to change my own mind and my own perception, my own way of thinking about other people around me as well. And um, and I was doing that this week. Uh, you know, I was, I was trying to, you know, and, and that's kind of a weird thing because you don't want prayer to be just this... Oh, I guess I haven't prayed for a while, so here we go. You know that sort of thing, or you, you don't want prayer to be like, "Oh, this is my obligation that I got to do, so I'm going to let it rip." I guess what I really hope in my life for prayer is that because of the circumstances that I'm in, and because of the places that I put myself in, that I find um, that I find the need to pray more often, or. I find the desire to pray more often because of where I'm at and what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't want it just necessarily to be a well. You know, I'm, I woke up and this is what I do before I go to the bathroom as I pray. You know, I, I, I don't want it to be like. I want it to be like this is something necessary that I'm doing that I want to have a passion for. And I don't know that I'm completely there this week. Um, but I do know, honestly, that that's something that I'm moving more towards. And I felt it this week because this week, I, I guess I put myself in a position a little bit more um, than, than I have. 
to kind of reach out, to be different, to reach differently. And let me, let me explain how that went this week. Um, there's been people that I've been praying for since, I mean, really the beginning weeks of this podcast series where there's been people who God put it on my mind. You are called to minister to this person. You're, you're called to love this person because this guy isn't getting love anywhere else. This, this guy is hard to love and you're being called to do that. And that's going to stretch you. And it has, and I guess I've, I've probably admitted to you guys, um, several times throughout this series that I wish I had more of an impact on those guys that I'm thinking about that I'm, uh, really inspired to reach because I know that they're not being reached and I know that they need to be reached. Here's what I found. And I I hope I have the right words to tell you how mind blowing and, and, um, gosh, just, just how paradigm shifting this is to me. I I had uh, two different circumstances. Well, I mean, really kind of three different circumstances this week where in relationships with people that were not necessarily the people that I was specifically trying to minister to. These are people that I haven't necessarily felt like the Holy Spirit saying, uh, this guy, Mike, this this is the person that you're supposed to be working on. Um, I had three of those people make tremendous, significant Um, advances in my relationship with them and in talking about serious things. I mean, talking about spiritual things. Um, The the conversation around these three particular guys has become almost always, it it goes into the deeper and goes into the spiritual. Um, And this is something I did not notice the other week because this actually happened a, a little bit the other week where those conversations started to happen. It happened with all three of these people in a big way this week, in a noticeable way this week. And here's what happened. And here's what is mind-blowing to me. All three of these people are not people that I've specifically felt the Holy Spirit. I mean, one of them kind of is. But not people that I've specifically felt the Holy Spirit saying, Mike, Mike, Mike work on this guy, minister to this guy. This is somebody that your mission is towards right now. Haven't felt that towards really two of these people at all. One of these people just kind of lightly where I felt like the Holy Spirit was calling me to engage in conversations more and differently than I had in the past. This week I had significant portions of time with all three of these guys and all three of these guys have been in one way or another, and, and I, I can't tell you all like the entire story of all three of these guys. All three of these guys, in one way or another, have seen my ministry move toward other people. Like, they've witnessed me trying to love people that are the most difficult to love at my workplace. All three of them have noticed that. All three of them have been somehow impacted by that. And all three of them want to, in one way or another, be a part of that, but have also, because of that, they've witnessed that and seen that, and now they've made spiritual advances in their life. And in the words of two of them, they're trying to, and and I'm not saying this, please don't hear me wrong, I'm not saying this in a prideful way. In fact, this is what two of them said. Two of them said, 
Mike, I'm trying to do this more like you're doing this. I'm trying to react more like you're reacting. I'm trying to think more like you're thinking. I mean, really, in those ways. Like, they're trying to emulate things that I'm doing. Now, here, this this is the earth-shattering, groundbreaking thing, at least in my mind. And I'm not saying I'm the only person who's ever thought this through. I'm just saying this is the first time I've really noticed and seen this. And this is going to change many ways about how I think about living my pursuit and how I think about ministry, period. What I've noticed is that some of the people that I've really been trying to have a ministry towards, um, I, just like I said before, I, I don't know how much of an impact I've really had. You know, the conversations are deeper. It's better. I've shown them mercy. I've shown them love, grace, forgiveness, all those things. I've done that in how I've lived with them. Now, things aren't going in a direction where, hey, they're praying to receive Christ and all these amazing things are happening. That's not where, where those are. But these other three people that I'm talking about this week have witnessed that, and all three of them have been ministered to by that, have moved into a position where they are trying to emulate me And they are trying to, in some way, shape, or form that has not been completely articulated and completely hashed out or sussed out in conversation, they're trying to pursue discipleship. Not because, like two of them, I don't know if they have any faith at all. Um, One of them does and is using the word discipleship. The other two, I don't know where they're at. But because they've seen the ministry that I've been trying to have, all of a sudden they've grown and they're now moving towards discipleship and toward, I can feel this week, toward a relationship with Christ. The earth-shattering thing about that is, what I'm saying is this. What I've noticed this week and what I should have probably noticed before, but sometimes you're blind to the things that are going on around you. The people that I'm reaching more than any other during this pursuit are not necessarily the people that my ministry has been directed toward, but those who have witnessed it and who have watched it and who have been inspired by it themselves. Do do you understand what I'm saying there? Like, you might be saying, okay, I want to have a pursuit. I want to have a ministry of loving somebody else and kind of doing, Mike, what you're saying you're doing. Listen to the Holy Spirit, loving other people, having a ministry toward other people. It is quite likely, is what I'm understanding now, is quite likely that you might not have any life, you know, changing, earth-shattering thing that happens with them. But the people who witness this, the people who see this, will be irreversibly changed will be bonded to you in a relationship where they're looking toward you for inspiration, for information, for guidance, and to help disciple them. That's what's happening. And that is what is blowing my mind this week. That, that I just had an unbelievably cool spiritual conversation with somebody who I don't believe is a Christian. He, he might think he is. I don't know. But, um, and you know, we haven't even got to that specific yet, but he's seen what I've been doing. He told me the other day, 
Mike, I've never heard you say a negative word about another person, and I see how you treat others, and it inspires me, and I'm wanting to do the same thing as well. I'm wanting, and in his words, I'm wanting to grow in how I deal with other people. I want to change in how I deal with other people. And that, I mean, those specific words, another person today, another conversation, completely separate thing, um, asked me if he could come in and spend time with me specifically while I work at a golf course. He's like, I'll help you. I'll just be an unpaid helper. Like, I'll just volunteer for you. I'll come in and I'll help you just because I want to watch how you do this. I want to watch how you work with other people and what you do and how you're living your life because I'm inspired by it. This is what he said to me. And, and I'm kind of freaking out and blowing up right now because I'm like, this is not what I expected. This is not what I was moving toward in, in my own mind, but this is what is happening. And I'm just wondering, I'm like, it just has caused me as I'm speaking this out, as I'm thinking through this a little bit today, I'm even thinking, is that perhaps some, a lot of what we saw Jesus do? Like Jesus' greatest ministry, like what, like all these acts of mercy and these miracles that he did were for all these other people. And we don't even know what happened to most of those people. You know what I'm saying? But the people who witnessed it, the people that were closest to him while he did that, those were the ones who went on to have a relationship with God that changed the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? Jesus' disciples didn't necessarily have all the miracles happen to them. They weren't all miraculously healed. In fact, we don't know of miracles, and it might be, they might have had miracles, we don't know about it. The Bible doesn't record it. And I feel like if there were like these amazing miracles towards each one of these disciples, that that the, that would have been reported more. But I'm thinking about these disciples, and the miracles happened toward other people, toward the crowd, toward people like you know uh, a Roman centurion's uh, servant, right? And and um, like the daughter of another Roman person, and you know. Just these random people. Um, and, and Jesus is ministering to these people who wouldn't have been loved then. But the disciples are witnessing this, and they are the ones who are changed and ministered to. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I'm starting to see. Not that I'm comparing myself to Jesus, but that I'm saying when I'm trying to live my life guided by the Holy Spirit, the people who I'm impacting more are the ones who are witnessing that change in my life and witnessing what I'm doing for others, and that is changing them. And that's, like, unbelievable, like, something I hadn't thought about before. Maybe this is Christianity 101 that I've just completely missed out on until now, and I'm just getting this. You know this already, but to me, this is, like, the biggest finding I've had um, that I can think of really since I've started to do this pursuit. And that causes me to even think about living differently towards others. Um, was listening to, and by the way, I am driving right now towards a full moon. It's Saturday night. This full moon, like the road that I'm driving at is right at the biggest moon I've ever seen. Just huge, whatever. It's just cool. And I, I have nobody else to say it to except for you. Um, but I, this just is causing me to think about ministry completely different. It's causing me to think about God's call in our life completely differently. It, it's causing me to think about what I'm trying to communicate to you differently. Maybe you're called to love others and minister to others that maybe will never be changed, 
maybe will never have this like dramatic Jesus moment in their life. Um, maybe that's how it is. But other people are going to see this. Other people are going to see what you're doing. At least I hope they'll see it. And I hope that they'll witness it. And, and it's changing other people. And you guys, I, I'm just, I am just kind of floored by it today. I don't know that I have a ton else to say besides, um, I, I just feel amazed by, um, uh, I feel amazed by how God amazes me. Is that, is that a weird thing to say? It's a weird way of saying it. Um, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just really moved right now by what I see and I'm, I'm humbled by it because it's not about me. It's about what the Holy Spirit's doing and, um, and that just really kind of blows my mind and excites me. So anyway, that's what I have to share with you today. That's what I'm excited about. Um, it's causing me even today to think about prayer even more and even differently. And I, I hope I'm still, you know, contemplating this and considering this next week because I really want to take this prayer thing that I started with to a new level because as I'm praying for, you know, to minister to others and praying for opportunities and praying to listen to the Holy Spirit, um, now I'm starting to pray for other people that I didn't know that I might impact, um, that I didn't know that I might love along the way. So anyway, that's, that's what I have to say. That's what I have to share with you. I hope that that encourages you. It really encourages me. I don't have this big like water cooler conversation, uh, to, to talk about today. Um, but I, like, I am thrilled and I'm excited about what God is doing in my own life, in the place that I work. It's, it's changing lives in a different way than I ever thought it would. Um, but man, I, I can't wait to talk more about it. So anyway, I thank you guys again for listening to this. I love your questions and I hope that you'll ask more. Uh, my email is mypursuit at outlook.com. And uh, feel free to email me anytime. Or, you know, if you know my personal email address and you want to use that, uh, mike at thehillsidechurch.com, feel free to do that. I mean, that's fine as well. Um, and and I'm happy to answer your emails or your texts. Send me a text. I don't care. Um, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about it. In fact, there's very little that I would rather talk about than the kind of questions that, that you guys have been asking and the kind of things that we've been talking about doing as we've been going through this pursuit. So anyway, just want you guys to know again, I love you. I'm thankful for you guys listening. Um, blown away again by what God is doing. And I uh, hope that maybe some of this encourages you um, maybe a little bit or inspires you uh, to think about your own pursuit as well. So anyway, uh, send me those questions. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you soon. 